Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. From the halls of assembly, you'll hear a scream and shout. I love of Indiana, his manic and devout. Everything I do, we discuss in unique manner. We won't be satisfied until we hang another banner. Us two goofy guys go by names of Ward and Eric. And as you probably know by now, we're Hoosier Hysterics. Hoosier Hysterics. Hoosier Hysterics. Hello, Eric. Hello, Ward. You know, this is one of those times where I'm so happy we decided to delay when we release the podcast. Because had we done it on the normal time, our attitudes would have been very different than they are today, recording it on Wednesday after the Tuesday night that happened for Indiana basketball. So I'm just happy to see you. I'm happy to talk about Indiana basketball today. I'm just overall in the world of Indiana, happy. And I am happy that we are, as always, Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. 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 Try it again. Yep. Okay, you go. Uh, I am, as always, very happy that we are. You're inside your head, man. I'm just, inside my head. I can't it, figure it out. I was going to do fly. a Donald Duck. I was going to try to do it as Donald Duck. I'm sticking with that. I'm sticking with that for now. That was the one. That was the one. Oh, and if you didn't want to buy a community car before that, now that it has Donald Duck's seal of approval, get yourself on down to Community Cars or just go onto their website, communitycars.com. Get yourself a car at any price point, any price point. I've got another example for you. Hit me. Holly leases her cars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, she, for a couple of reasons. One, she had a bad experience buying a car and was on the hook for like a lemon, and she didn't like that. Sure. So she liked the idea of just do a lease, don't have, less stress, even though you probably don't make out, you know, long term on the lease unless you can write it off, which she can't, but it makes her more comfortable. Okay. Her lease is up. She wants to change cars. We called Evan Martin and said, "What you know? What car should we look at? Like in this class?" And he's like, "Oh, go look at these cars." So we went. We drove a Kia Sportage. Kia baby. 
it was awesome. So we drive the Kia Sportage out here. It was really awesome. I mean, the car is just, she'd been driving a Chevy Equinox, which we liked, but the Kia just seems like more bells and whistles, just feels nicer. It's a little cooler looking. And I'm told great a great car. So we sit down with this guy at the local dealership here. And he's doing all the disgusting salesman stuff that you think. What, what do I have to do to get your business today? What can I do? What can I do? Like, we're not buying a car today. We're not buying. A, but if I told you we could do this. Uh, and, then, and then Holly, and I told Holly, don't say anything. Like, we're just going to go buy it from community cars. Don't say anything. Because no matter what you say that you think is the logical thing to say so that the guy will stop bothering you he's just going to use it against you so just don't say anything she couldn't help herself so after like four or five times what can i do holly says listen i I still have my lease for another month and a half so i can't buy a car oh that guy well i'll I'll pay it we'll pay (laughs) and then holly no you know i don't have the car here with me we'll send someone to get it we'll send some i'm like nope no, it was it was disgusting. And then it was like, hey, man, here's what we really need to know. What's the difference in price between the gas model and the hybrid model? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like what per month is the difference? Oh, you tell me what you want to pay. Like, no, <laughs> no, I don't want to tell you what I want to pay. I want you to tell me the best price you can give me on both. Well, what do you want to pay? <laughs> no, it was awful. We left. I went on the website and I built the specs the way that we think they should be built. You know, like you went to communitycars.com. No, 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 no. I went to the Kia dealership, oh, okay. the Kia website to build the car. Mm-hmm. And then I email it to Evan. Okay. And then he just tells you this is the price. Like, this is the best price we can do for this is the difference between the gas and the hybrid. Like, and we'll take care of all the paperwork. E- easy easy and i told him like when when he asked me like what kind of car i told him what you know range of money holly wanted to spend yeah and he's like oh well then look at these cars it was just perfect it was perfect like you said whatever your budget is they take care of you and you don't have to deal with a guy who you literally like they they do have some magical spell over you because you feel like you can't walk away and then he leaves for a little bit. I go, do you have a card? Just give us your card. We're going to leave. He's like, yeah, I'll get you a card. He walks away. He comes back with the mafia. Like he comes back with the guy in the suit. He comes back with a like a guy with a calculator. I mean, like everybody's there. I'm like, no, I didn't ask you to come back with more of you. I just wanted the card. So anyway, communitycars.com. I had a similar experience buying a mattress this weekend, but we're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about our Indiana Hoosiers. Do you have anything out there you want to discuss, you want to address before we dive in to our beloved men's basketball team? No, I want to focus on that right now. Me too. Because the last time we talked, you know, it wasn't a great time. We we obviously, look, the team has been struggling, and this is one win, so you don't want to blow it out of proportion. And it's Yes, one I do. Win. Yes, I do. I won't, <laughs> but that's my instinct. <laughs> It is one win against a mediocre to bad team. Yep. But a team that's owned us and owned Woody. He was 0-4 before this game. But you and I, the last time we did this, we went through the list of games. Could we win them? Like, what's out there that's winnable? And we looked at Illinois and did not think we were going to win. And we had a shot to win that game, and we didn't pull it off. 
But we looked at Iowa where the stats sites, many of them said that Iowa was favored to win that game. And we win that game with basically everyone injured, like everyone with one leg or one arm. It it was incredible the way the bodies were dropping, and yet next man up, we just we just didn't give up. Let let's let let's touch on the Illinois game before we get into this because I do think my approach has been with these two games of all right, let go of what happened earlier this season. Don't live in fear of what may not happen later this season, missing the tournament. And don't worry about what's going to happen next year. Let's really take these games one at a time. And for me, this was the most interesting, often enjoyable, uh, and and certainly exciting two games we played back-to-back this Mm. season. And having more of that just I'm living in the present mindset, considering it was against number 10, Illinois on the road without our big man. And and that we we did we lost thirteen players to injury yesterday. <laughs> um, it was just gritty, gutty um, basketball. That was you know some things in one game were terrible and good in the other, and vice versa. So you still don't really know what to make of the team and what to expect for the next game. But I do feel there is a a toughness that has emerged. Yeah, and and look, I think the toughness starts... I'm going to start it with Khalil Ware. Hell yes. Because you know what everybody talked about in the offseason. Oh, he doesn't play tough. He doesn't want this. He doesn't want that. And then there were even some people that were shitting on him for missing a couple games when he actually hurt his ankle. And last night, Malik's out. They're obviously keyed on him. And he was a stud. Rebounds that he should not have gotten. Twisting, by the way, I think he hurt his other ankle on that dunk. You know, that's what happens, by the way, when you jump six feet in the air. And when you jump six feet in the air and you come down on a hardwood surface, it hurts. It hurts. And and when you're trying, you're probably still favoring and worried about the injured one that's that's tougher on the one that's compensating. And, And along with that, you know, just sort of relentlessness, that sort of nastiness, like we we got to be in the same room with this guy and like just a good kind of sweet vibe. And you heard about what Coach Woodson had been saying in terms of just like, oh, how those first couple weeks of trying to like really get to his motor. But but even early in this game, when he would just smack a ball into the 13th row or he'd throw one down on, on over somebody. He like he would he would look at whoever there was he did an edge. it to. There yes. was an edge to him last night that we haven't really seen. Um, and he's played great this year, but there was something extra to him last night. There was something look, let's not kid ourselves. There was an urgency in the building last night. There was and as the lead shrunk and shrunk and shrunk, I think it just added to this, you know crock pot of tension that was in that room that was just stewing and stewing and the lead gets shorter and oh my god then they take the lead and then he gets hurt and then x gets hurt like it just was everything after another and i just absolutely love the way that he gritted through it and had huge rebounds and dunks and blocks and just battled his ass off and then i would say the next guy for toughness that i'm going to give it to last night is the human ant, yes. Dave Cups. Yes, yes. 
Th- and if you is- want to know why he's called the human ant, look it up on YouTube. That he's got big balls. Big balls. Big balls. Big balls. Ant- ants have big balls. It ants got giant balls. Ants got giant balls. Um, but it was like, I think that's what I texted the goon thread last night. Cause of course I watched it six hours of everybody after everybody else. Cause I had the game. And so the takeaways were Anthony fucking Leal. Okay. And then Khalil Ware has guts and, and Gabe cups has nuts because, <laughs> because like to, to not get much run, to not get much run. And when the tension could not have been higher to hit hit the biggest shot of his collegiate career to date. Um, it was a beautiful thing to see. And we, we've we seen him coming, right? We've seen him coming a little bit. And that that was a bit of like, okay, now Gabe Cup's opponents, you need to watch out. You know, he's, he's still not going to take a lot, but now you need to know he's starting to find his range. And it was right after that crazy th- – um... It wasn't a three. It ended up being a two. But right after that Sanford two seconds left on the shot clock play, which, by the way, was a beautiful play that they it was, ran. It was kind of like that one OG had um, yes. in, in the playoffs. Yes. It was beautiful. One. It was yeah. beautiful. And, but to come back right after that and just drill that, it just shows a uh, a term that used in wrestling a lot, but intestinal fortitude or <laughs> testicular fortitude, um, it, as it relates to the human ant, testicular fortitude, um, was unbelievable. And by the way, I shouldn't be quoting wrestling right now because I yeah. think that's a Vince McMahon phrase. And yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah, that's God. Uh, Let's that's... not get into that. Um, <laughs> so look, I just want to go over a couple things on the basketball team overall. We went from about eighty eighth in. Bart Torvik to 77. We only moved up three spots in the net from 96 to 93. The predictions on Bart Torvik now have us at 9 and 11 in the conference. When it was just a couple of days ago, it was 7 and 13. It wasn't that long ago. We play Penn State coming up. We should win that game. We should. We then go on the road against Ohio State, who is dog shit. I mean, mm. they are dog shit. We can <laughs> win that game. They are. They're a dog shit team. They've been a dog shit team for a few years now with the genius Mr. Holtman. And they've been dog shit. They were dog shit last year. They're dog shit this year. So that's a very winnable game for us. Then Purdue on the road. We know what that is. Then you play Northwestern at home, Nebraska at home, Penn State away. That's three more wins that are there for us. This season is not over. I refuse to accept that it's over. I still believe that there were, when we talked about it last, there were nine wins on the board for us. We're now at eight because we got one of them. Mm -hmm. I think they're still out there. And like you, I'm not going to worry about all the underbelly stuff that's led to this. And I'm not going to worry about next season. We're fans. I want Indiana basketball to be enjoyable. And last night's game, even though we blew the lead and it got crazy, it was enjoyable. And when Gabe hit that shot, it was euphoric. It was awesome. But clearly, there was something else going on the majority of the game that just stole the show that, I mean, was just like the stuff movies are made of, right? Anthony fucking Leal. Anthony fucking Leal. Or as somebody put online, Tony fucking Buckets. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah man, you're, you're right. It's the, it's the Hollywood thing, and we've known this 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 kid now young man for quite a while his parents just wonderful people he's the hometown kid and i think he said it best himself in the post game interview like 
when he said how proud he was to wear that uniform and nobody has ever meant it more than Anthony Leal. Um, I, I damn near started crying on my couch at like 1245 AM because he so is all about what this program means to all of us. Yeah, man. I, I love it. I love it. Do you want me to tell you something that has annoyed me since we're being so positive? Um, I think you're going to anyway. <laughs> Look, we're a lot older than Anthony Leal and the rest of the guys on this team, obviously. Like the only roughly, ma- roughly twice as old. I mean, I think we're about the same age as X, but everybody else, <laughs> I think we're twice as old, if not more. I love Indiana basketball. I am proud to be a Hoosier. But I'm not going to use language like I'm so proud of these guys. I'm so like I, it just sounds so freaking condescending. And I saw it everywhere online. I'm just so proud. Even after the Illinois game, I'm just so proud. I don't know. We're not their fathers. Like I, it's just condescending. I just uh, am happy. I don't, I don't agree. I'm I'm proud of them. I'm I'm uh, more happy for them. Yes. But- yes. Fair. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, I happy am. for them. I'm not proud of them. like who gives a shit if I am proud of no one gives a shit that you're proud of these guys what? that you don't really know playing. But does anybody care if we're happy that we're enjoying how they're playing? No, but like, I mean, but is that but, less valid? I I don't know why, but it is because I'm happy is like an internal thing. Like it's just about you and I'm proud of you. It's like something you say to a son thinking that it's going to mean something to them. Who gives a shit if they like, it's just be happy. Like, look, we're happy because we scored more points than Iowa. We're happy that guys that we really like, like Anthony Leo scored points and we can freaking cheer for them. Proud. I'm proud when my son gets an A on a test. I'm proud that he's going to hopefully get into a college. Like those are things I'm proud of. I'm proud personally to be a Hoosier. I'm just going to save my condescension for my family. (laughs) Um, All right. Well, uh, I want to talk about a couple of the other players that you may or may not be proud of. Um, (laughs) There's something fascinating going on with McKenzie, right? The way this guy comes out and, and we saw this sometimes from Jalen Huchifino at the beginning of a game, just having a calmness and a confidence and just knocking down some shots and getting things going. And how many times this season have we seen Matt come out and even even in this game, like it looked like they were intentionally running a couple things for him. But we do that all the time and then we never do it again. Yeah, and then and and then whether it be through through coaching and or something in Mac's mindset or or last night, I think some uh some different factors maybe got him on the bench for longer stretches, but the way he comes out and it's like, holy shit, he's gonna get 25 tonight. It's like actually, no, he's only gonna score one more time in the next 35 minutes. It is bizarre, and I gotta say, I hate the way they were giving the freshman of the year award to that Freeman kid from Iowa who absolutely had no impact on the game. Um, not that they aren't probably right. Um, but I just feel like, man, if if Mac even still could have games where he's contributing like 
30 minutes of scoring instead of five. Uh, he's it's fun. It's fun to watch his growth, even if it's only at the first yeah. first until the first TV timeout. And then it's over for the night. I don't remember anybody like this where you just know, like the beginning of the game, he's going to hit every shot he puts up. You better get them all up quick. Because <laughs> yeah. I do. I don't know if this is valid, but as the game, I don't think it's about fatigue, right? Like mm. the guy's in great shape and he's not playing a bunch of minutes. So it's not fatigue. But I wonder if, to 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 quote Ward Roberts, I do wonder, <laughs> is there such good centering of yourself, mental preparation, routine, that ritual that you do every game before the game, and then you know what the first couple plays are going to be. They're going to run a play for you. And so your mind is just right. And then the chaos of the game comes, mm -hmm. right? And as the game moves on, the pressure increases, the tension increases, and now you're not in your ritualistic stuff that got you through the first few minutes, but now you're in reacting to everything around you, and it just changes everything just a little bit because that's what's happening obviously there's there's that much of a difference between drilling the shots and then hitting back iron there's something mechanical happening putting a little bit too much air under it not putting enough air under it you know there's something going wrong that something happening in the world around him is is impacting and it's consistent as the game goes on he gets worse uh, offensively, and it's a shame because it does look like every time he shoots, it's going to go in. That's what I feel like now. I do feel like he's the guy, but it's weird, and I, I am I am curious if just the chaos and stress of the game weighs on him the longer the game goes, and that's why we see worse results at the begin at the end of the game than we do at the beginning. I don't know. Who's your next player? We have to talk about Xavier Johnson. Uh, for uh, a multitude of reasons, uh, the first being, and the commentators were were certainly talking about it last night, but we also saw it at Illinois, that speed, that burst, that ability to get to the rim. I kind of forgot what it looked like legitimately. And then when he just rips past whoever's in front of him and he gets to the rim, yeah, it's still working on what happens once he gets to the rim, but it it was so exciting to see that that speed and that aggression uh, and and it's just tantalizing that if he can round it back into form here uh, through January, well, January's over, February into March, we, it, you know, to your point, the season's not over. Like kind no. of every game is a playoff game now. If we want to have a chance to get to the tournament, we really need to win most of these games, steal a couple on the road. And I think X, as we've said before, is really the key to that being possible and realistic. And then you see the kid go down and just be writhing and screaming in pain. And it just like your heart drops into your stomach and you're like, please, no, you know, not even for the sake of, of our stupid fan no, happiness, just for him. Just for him. Um, and we got good news though. I mean, like everything I heard was that x-rays came back negative. Nothing was broken on him or Malik. And they're they're not ruling out Saturday as a possibility for them playing both of them. So 
best let's possible scenario. Look, and I, I, I agree with everything you said about X, and I think X can win us games, but X can lose us games. And there was stuff that happened in the game, in the body of the game, that really pissed me off about X. I mean, there was one in particular. He's got a wide-open three, and instead of taking the wide-open three, he drives to the basket with some weird reverse layup yeah. that had very little chance of going in, and he passed up a couple open threes. I just don't think he makes the best decisions, and I think we've seen it for the you know three years or parts of three years now. And you're right, it's tantalizing because when it all goes right, he's almost unstoppable. It just doesn't go all right enough. And, and yeah, it's like, uh, frustrating. It basically hasn't gone all right this year, maybe kind of the Ohio State game, but when you combine sort of... Illinois, his, too. He was good against Illinois. He was, he was. Uh, and then just like to quickly touch on the other other senior guard leader we're depending on you know gallo did not have a great game at really at all like five turnovers and three in the stretch of one minute yeah it was um it's rough it's rough when trey's playing like that but on the flip side it's it's when you have that from your your senior guards but and your stud malik goes out and you still win. It no. says something about the personality of this team that's that's rounding into form. Also, let's just be honest. It's just so fun to beat that fuckface, Fran. Ugh. I mean, come on. All those guys. All those guys. Fuck hate em. All those guys. Fuck and also, fuck Caitlin Clark. And, Throw and, her in there, too. I like beating the whole school. <laughs> and I think Fran McCaffrey's son is dating her. So and, fuck them all. And what's his name? Uh, really Tony. throwing the F-bombs off. Yeah, yeah t- Tony Tony Perkins. You know, the Indiana kid coming back and talking shit with the crowd. Fuck you. Get out of here. You're a Hawkeye now. <laughs> we really are going to have to hit the explicit uh, warning on this. All right, man. Look, sometimes things happen that you just thank the basketball gods for. And there could be nothing better than having this guest on today based on what happened on Tuesday. So let's get to it. Here comes a guest. Here comes a guest. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Well, it's not all that often you get to hang out with the hero of the hour, the man of the day, the dude of the night. But we lucked out. Who we got here, Eric? Hailing from Bloomington, Indiana. We are talking to a gentleman who has an offensive rating of 134.3 so far this season. To put that into context, Zach Eady has a offensive rating of 129.5, and Dalton Connect has an offensive rating of 119.8. So that's right. Our guest today is better than both. He also has an effective field goal percentage of 95.8. Zach Eady's? 62.7. Dalton connects 56.1. So this guy, our guest today, is better than both by a wide margin. We're talking to a gentleman that last night, which is really Tuesday night, even though this is going to air Thursday, he scored 13 points. He had 14 points coming in for the season. We're talking to a gentleman who had 81 points in 56 games over three and a half years of his career. And last night, had 13 points in one game. He had two three-pointers on the season till the game against Iowa where he had three three-pointers in that game. We're talking to a man who made national headlines 
when he used NIL money to help his sister pay off student debt. We are talking to the defending champion coach from the Hoosier Fantasy Basketball Camp in August of 2023, of which I played on his team, and he was my coach. And we are talking to the number one realtor in all of Bloomington and Southern Indiana. Ladies and gentlemen, we are talking to none other than Anthony Leal. Ah, how'd you oh. sleep last night? How'd you sleep last night, buddy? I slept well. Um, once I was able to fall asleep, pretty, you know, energetic and and whatnot from all the adrenaline. But I slept good. You know, a lot of joy in my heart. So, what what time did you actually go to bed? Because you were hitting up social media hard. <laughs> uh, like two, two ish. So, Anthony, for fans, when Indiana wins a game. The game is just one part of the night for most of us. What then happens is then you hit social media, then you turn on Sports Center, then you search for highlights. Like you just you roll it into several other things to keep the joy going. I want a play by play on your night after the game, starting with the press conference. What happens after? Give us the night. Give us the entire night. Uh did the press conference, went and saw my family, um, got some treatment with Timmy G. Uh, we had some pizza and Chick-fil-A stuff in the locker room afterwards. So, Wait, where's the it, pizza from? Where's the pizza from? I think it was Greeks last night. Are you allowed to say that with your NIL deal with Mother Bears? Are you allowed to promote another pizza? I'm not promoting them. I certainly <laughs> would prefer Mother Bears, but I don't know if we're allowed to get that. That might be a violation. <laughs> if, if we got that um okay had some dinner got some treatment um my sister wasn't able to make it to the game because she was coaching uh, a high school game but she uh she drove right to my house once she got back and we she celebrated um uh, she had water bottles and was throwing them around and stuff yes, um, yes. so she was pretty excited um gave her the game ball to take home to my parents and then just <sighs> Hang out with my friends, my roommates, my teammates. But what are you doing when you're hanging out? Are you watching the game again? Do you get the game up? Do you watch it? Are you watching highlights? Like, what's going on? Um, we had like Sports Center on, so it showed some clips of it and a bunch of other games every now and then. But I wasn't uh, watching the game. No. Wait, who's who's off camera? Who's giving you the nod? That's my other roommate. Oh, would would that be Johnny? Yes. Tell Johnny we does, said does hello. Johnny want to, does John want to uh, have his first appearance on the Hoosier Hysterics podcast? Uh, yeah, probably. He might <laughs> say hello. All right, good. Good to see We always love to hear from there. Yeah, he is. Is. Great What's to up, see buddy? you guys. Good to How see you, doing well? you, bud. Doing well. That's what was it like class. in the building last night for that game? Oh, it was electric. Yes. yes. Yeah, as, it, as it always is. And when you're, I assume you were part of the crew celebrating with Anthony water bottles with his sister. Uh, what was that celebration like? And like, do you, if it were me and I was not cool enough to be friends with any athletes, I would be like, Hey, uh, you remember that one shot that you took that went in? You remember that? That was awesome. That was <laughs> awesome. Like, do you do stuff like that? Well, it's great to see. I, I mean, I'm more of just there for, for support. You know, it's great to see him, you know, put in all the work and then put in a game like that. It's fun to watch from a roommate and best, a good friend, best friend's perspective. 
That's but, awesome. But, but look, Johnny, let's let's not sleep on the fact that you were Trey's point guard in high school. You you know some stuff. Can you can you help yourself, or do you go ahead and tell the guys what they could have done better, even after a great game like <laughs> like last night? Well, obviously they're playing now, and I'm not. So if they ask for any thoughts, I could give them thoughts. But if if they don't ask, I don't like to uh, push any boundaries. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair Love enough. Him. All right, Johnny. Good talking to you, buddy. Yep. Good to see you guys. So, Anthony, talk to me about the social media part of it because, look. Social media can be debilitating and can uh, hurt people. And I think it can be a place for fun, joyous celebration, which it seemed like that's what was happening after the game. How do you how do you think about social media and how do you use it personally? Uh, to be honest with you, I just use it if it can help me make money. Um, Smart. People have a lot to say. Um a lot of people don't know what they're talking about, so I don't pay much mind to whether people are saying good stuff or bad stuff because a lot of times they're not in the locker room with us every day or going through, you know, the the grind of, of a college basketball season. So I, I really use social media to communicate and connect with my friends and then make money if I if I can find ways to make money. So, Well, one of the ways you did that, I thought it was genius. You get the game ball, that video goes out goes viral people love seeing woody walk in and give you the game ball and then you retweet that video and say and hey if you need a house hit me up (laughs) right like you immediately turn it into that did you get any leads from that tweet last night uh i i did i've had a couple people reach out so it's always good to to have some leads like that but how many houses have you sold um i've been a part of of a few probably a dozen or so um phenomenal still learning still really early but uh just learning a lot and and i think it's going to pay off so what and what's remarkable i think when all of nil was coming to the fore and people were like oh like how are these guys going to be able to focus on basketball and on their schooling and now all this business side of stuff clearly it hasn't been an issue for you and i think a lot of people could have been looking at your situation. You're the hometown kid, the hometown hero, um, and you're you're already starting your career in a completely different field. What has it been? Because when, when you show up to the game last night and you do what you did, clearly you are so locked in on your responsible responsibilities as a teammate, as a player. How have you been able to balance all of this to, to get to a point last night where it is the the storybook moment for the hometown kid stepping into Assembly Hall? Uh, I think it's probably, I'd say it's a combination of just having uh, a great, you know, support system and community around me that that make it easy to, to balance all these things. But um, at the same time, when it, when it comes down to it, I've, I've got my priorities set and I know that, you know, I've got to prepare for every game and, prepared to help us win whether I'm going to play or not play you know so um I prepare for every game as if I'm going to play 40 minutes I try to um do what I can to be in the best position that when I do get in the game I don't have to think because I've already done all of the preparation so um just keeping that the main thing and, and staying focused on on winning games and then if I've got time you know after practice or something to sell a house or promote a brand I'll, I'll, I'll do that but keeping the main thing the main thing and uh, I've got a great you know supporting cast around me so 
And are you great with you, with managing your own time? Do you have like a meticulous schedule and you basically know hour by hour what you're going to be doing every day? Pretty much. Yeah. I leave some flexibility, but, uh, I I've got my calendar, you know, marked out for quite a ways away. So I'm, yeah, I, I mean, I, let's be I, honest here. Your calendar isn't that great. We scheduled this yesterday and you told me I had to text you this morning to remind you it was happening. So let's not go crazy on how good your schedule and calendar skills are. I think that that speaks even more highly to my <laughs> schedule, the way that I was able to be flexible. So That's uh, fair. You got me. How you look at it. You but, got me. You're just better equipped for all of this than I am. Uh, look, obviously, seeing you perform and, and fill it up is is just so joyful for everybody. But the greatest part for me is watching the joy that you have out there on the court. Because let's just be honest, this season has been a tough one. I mean, it's been injury filled with injuries to X and, you know, Malik obviously down. Khalil had to miss games. You talked about the toll, the emotional toll that that took on Khalil being out those last couple of games. This there's been, this been tough this year and it hasn't always been easy to see true joy from the players on the court. And last night watching you, especially after you hit that first one, the smile, the spin, as you, you know, ran back down the court, you just look like everything you said after the game, that it's just an honor for you to put on the Jersey, whether you play one minute or 40, which was just music to all of our ears, but <laughs> it just seems like you have so much joy to be out there it looked like you could you would not have wanted to be anywhere else in the world than where you were at that moment. Can you just talk about how letting the joy out is okay? And like has has that always been the way you've played in high school? Did you let it out like that? Um I'd say so, yeah. I mean, I it really yeah, I would say I've always kind of been emotional, but at the same time I've I've been smart in the way that I portray it and everything, but um I mean, even even going back to last year, you know, we lost three in a row in January. We ended up winning eight of nine, to, eight out of nine to, to finish third in the Big Ten. So we, 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 we just lost three in a row. Uh, we got back on track last night, but I think that, you know, going through times where you guys, where the team is losing and we are struggling, we're we're searching for things. I think just being able to use that joy to provoke a lot of emotion from other guys on the team is uh is a way that can help us win. So. Um, that's kind of what it was last night. And obviously, you know, when, when you're making shots or, or hearing the crowd go crazy, it, uh, it obviously boosts that. So a little, a little birdie told us that really, uh, I, I believe it was mostly in the off season and presumably into the season as well with practices, kind of like whoever team, uh, has Anthony Leal on it, whichever team that is wins right like however it gets divvied up between red and white teams or or whatever the configurations are the one common thread of the winning squad is that you have been on it now we didn't get into details where it was like yeah because anthony was just filling it up from every corner i don't think that was it i think there's something about your presence on the court for your side of the scrimmage that just what you tell us what do you do out there that helps affect winning? Um, 
I think Coach Walsh has kind of summed it up best. He he calls me the connector, um, just in the way that, you know, you can keep everybody calm, you know, take deep breaths, bring everybody together in huddles every time there's a dead ball or a chance to to reset everything. But I think that that's probably my biggest value add is just being able to connect guys, keep everyone level-headed. And, um, again, you know, my preparation and everything has uh, put me in a position where I can do that and, you know, almost be a coach on the floor. So, I'd say that's uh, that's kind of the way that I'm able to help winning the most. And, um, you know, like you said, in practice with with, you know, whatever the teams are, I just love competing. And I, I think that I've I've learned how to win um, over my time being here. So uh, would, would you agree with that assessment that in practice, if they were keep if you were keeping wins and losses, that you're you're at the top? I probably have the, the best record. Yeah. But I mean, you know, I like that. There's a lot of factors that go into that type of stuff. So, Of course. One of those factors, though, that we just haven't used the word yet is leadership. And it's it's an important element to any organization, but specifically in sports. I mean, teams that are player-led are better. Teams that have real leadership are better. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, last night you took command in some of those huddles. You even talked about it at the end, you know, when you told everybody, hey, we were just here. Right. Like we were just here against Illinois, one possession game at the end. We didn't get it done, but you were taking control. That seems on from the outside looking in an easier role to take when you're on the court playing and a harder role to take when you're not getting minutes and either playing one or two a game or even getting a DNP. Is there a difference, do you think, um, in being a leader when you aren't playing versus last night when you were in the thick of it? Uh, I mean, I, I still do the same things, you know, I still would have said the same thing, you know, we've been here before, um, whether I was in the game or, or not. So I don't think there's a difference in that. I'd say the only difference is obviously, you know, when I'm on the court, I'm able to, to do everything in my own power to, to make whatever I would be saying, you know, come true. So do you think there's any difference for your teammates? Like, and, and I'm not saying it's intentional because, you know, it's not like somebody's calculating, oh, he's only playing X number of minutes, so I only listen to him this much versus this guy's playing 30 minutes. I'm going to listen. I don't mean that. But when you're in the thick of it on the court and you're the one of the five and you're speaking to everybody, it just would seem to me as a teammate that I'd be more locked into that than, like, the five guys I'm with and then there's a sixth guy who's not playing, but I still want to listen to him but he's not going out to war with us right now in the next minute. Do you think it affects them differently? Your voice when you're playing versus when you're not? Um, For my perspective, I don't really think so. Just because I think that I've got the respect and the trust of everyone on our team. Sure. They see what I do every day. And they know that um, usually if I have something to say, I'm, I'm, you know, thinking something that's probably a good idea. So uh, from that standpoint, I'd say probably not. I think, like I said, the only difference is whether or not I'm able to actually go out there and do it at the time. But um, I think that I'm I'm pretty well respected and well, you know, if, if I speak, I feel like most people listen to me and, and respect what I'm saying. So. so you mentioned in the previous two seasons, there were these scary stretches of losses uh, in January where maybe you heard that the fan base was freaking out. <laughs> and lo and behold, for the last two seasons, things got figured out, runs were made, uh, tournaments were gotten into. So I think we all felt something was different in Illinois. Ended up on the wrong side of the win-loss column there, but 
that was that was a game from start to finish. Um, and then last night. So what are you seeing, feeling that that's clicking and starting to gel and to work that that gives you optimism that this is a team that's ready to now start making a run in the other direction? Um, I mean, you got to keep in mind, you know, I don't want to use this as an excuse, but we lost a lot last year um, from last season to this season. We brought in a lot of new guys. Uh, I think that we learned a lot through the three game stretch where we had just lost three in a row. Um, you know, keeping in mind, those are all top 10 teams, essentially, um, you know, and we were doing things in each game that were that were really positive and we were doing some things that were negative. I think that just being able to go through that and learning together, you know, growing from that is uh, ultimately what pays off and, and leads to just a little bit better every game. And, and you correct those those small mistakes. It's able to to turn into wins eventually, like I said, you know, uh, we made a lot of progress in that Illinois game in terms of just competing for a full 40 minutes and, and playing smart and sticking to the game plan. But, uh, I mean, we ended up losing that one on the road um, after uh, not hitting a three or shooting horrible yeah. from, from the free throw line. So it's like there's there's things that we're doing that are really positive and, um, you know, just sticking to that. It, it gets tough when, when you lose a few in a row, but uh, it's good to be back in the win column. You get the ball, I believe, on the baseline in front of your teammates, the bench. You pump think, I believe, and Illinois, or I'm sorry, um, Iowa guy fouls you, but you are already about to fly by him. Had they not called the foul, were you about to throw down a tomahawk, one-handed Anthony Lealchop dunk? Uh, I probably would have tried and it probably wouldn't have gone so well. Um, I was joking with race about that, uh, cause he had seen that too. Um, uh, I might've tried, but it probably wouldn't have gone. <laughs> Can, you know what? You mentioned race. Can we talk about that? Race is around the team now, right? And, and has been for, for a little while now rehabbing with his injury. What's it been like to just connect again? to and and I'm sure you guys never lost touch but having race this this guy who went through a lot in his time at Indiana his 5 years at Indiana um what's it been like actually 6 years at Indiana right wasn't race I, there I, I think it was 11 it was 11, 11 years yeah <laughs> what's it been like having race back around the team uh I, I love it personally um you know he's one of my best friends he's a, a great guy knows basketball well um you know great personality so it's a uh, He's a really good guy to have around. Um, he he has a lot of good insight. has has a has a good perspective of what it's like being a player for Woody and now kind of being on not on staff, but seeing that side of things a little bit more um, from the coaching side. So I think that just having him around has been really good. Um, and like I said, I love having him around because he's one of my best friends. So that's awesome. You know, I don't think we've gotten a chance to talk to you about this um, for. For a kid growing up in Indiana, recreating the watch shot in your driveway. Um, and, you know, obviously a player on those great teams and actually on the the staff around that same time and an all-time Hoosier legend. What is it like for you to go into practice every day and to be able to talk to Jordy and to Calbert about how to improve your game? Uh, I mean, it, it's, it's really special. Um, Obviously, Calvert's resume speaks for himself in terms of scoring and, and just the presence that he has. So uh, 
when, when Coach Cal speaks up, everybody listens. And I think Jordy, honestly, is probably a little bit annoyed at me because I'm always around him asking questions, just trying to trying to learn as much as I can from him just because, I mean, I, I grew up just watching him and everything that he did. So it's really cool having them around and having, uh, you know, the, the ability to work with them and, and just try to get better. What was your favorite moment from the game? Your favorite singular moment, not like the win. We get winning is the most important thing. But inside the game, what was your single favorite moment? Uh, I'll probably, I'll give you a tie. I think Gabe's three mm. and Khalil's and one dunk. Mm. Um, See, uh, Anthony, this is why you're a better human being than both of us. And I'm going to speak for Ward here. <laughs> you hit, you scored 13 points, had seven rebounds. You had great defensive plays where you just took the ball away from some guys, forced them into bad shots. You had 30 plays last night that you could have picked from. And you say it's a tie between two plays for teammates. That's who you are. That is what, that's why the crowd explodes for you when you are in the game, because you are about the right shit, man. Hmm. How do you make sure that everyone is about the right stuff? How do you, do you communicate that? Or do you just lead by example? Uh, mostly just leading by example. I think um, just being a great teammate and, you know, being I, I've been here now longer than anyone else on the team. So, um, I, like I said, I think I'm respected and, and look to um, kind of as a, a figure who who does things the right way. So I try to just do it myself uh, the right way and know that, you know, guys will see that pay off and then they'll, they'll be doing it the right way. But I mean, like Gabe shot. That was the only shot he he took all night. I don't think any of us had a doubt that that was going in. And then for Khalil, um, with his injuries and everything, you know, that, like I said earlier, that took a mental toll on him. But for him to come back and have that game uh, with Malik going out early and, and dealing with cramping and stuff, it's it's not easy for him to go from not playing to playing almost a full 40-minute game. Um, so those two moments were really, really huge for us. We would be remiss not to to mention your other roommate there, Trey, and watching you guys out there grinding it together, taking down those damn Hawkeyes. I couldn't help but think back when you were both getting recruited together and you you both committed around the same time. And and this this was what we all thought about, how you guys three, four years down the, the road would be the leaders of this team and this program. What does it mean to have gone through the real trials and tribulations, the ups and downs, the different coaching staffs that you guys have been through together and then share a night like that? Uh, you know, it, it was really special. Um, obviously, he's had some really, really incredible games here, and I, I'm always celebrating those as if as if it was me having those games. And I think last night I could really feel like, um, you know, Trey was celebrating that game as if, you know, it was it was his, you know, standout 100%. game. 100%. So... Um, I think that just kind of speaks to how close we are um, as friends, teammates, you know, brothers, roommates. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we've been through a lot together, but we both, you know, we're both about the right things. We both just want to win. So I think it's a good combination. The jump stop finger roll. Have you ever done that move before? And... What the hell did you think after you put that thing in? That was like one of the best moves I've ever seen. You jump to the left, jump stop, you leap up and finger roll. I didn't know you had that in the bag. Did you know you had that in the bag? 
Yeah, I, I'm a little more aggressive in practice, so I, I've done some stuff like that. Um, so that that much didn't surprise me. I was more surprised that I was as open as I was. You know, usually in practice, you've got Peyton or Khalil or Malik in there who are contesting everything. So um, I was I was a lot more surprised at how open I was. I actually did that move planning to pass it out to someone on the three-point line, but realized I was wide open, so got an easy layup. Of your plays, I'm I'm tying you down to your plays. What was your favorite play that you made last night? Um, you know he's going to say like a pass to a team. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I'm I'm really not sure. I, I'd probably say something defensively, but indirectly, I, I'm going to take credit for this play. But uh, um, when Mac threw it off the guy's back, yes. I I was going to do that. The first play I subbed in, I took it out and I was going to do it, but I was like, uh, I just subbed in. If I mess this up, I'm out of here. So, <laughs> so I didn't do it. But then at halftime, I was like, I was like, hey Mac, if you do, if if it happens again, throw it off his butt. Like, hey, Mac will try it. So uh, I'll take credit for that one because oh, I, I did that one work. That is That's senior leadership job. right there. Hey, look, going forward, though, like, I mean, like you said, you more aggressive in practice. Uh, whatever team you're on in practice wins. Like, it's no, it's been no secret to people on the team inside the program what you're capable of, your abilities, your leadership. How do you, how do you now approach the next game and whatever might come in terms of matchups, playing time, your own performance? What's what's your mindset? Uh, same as every other game. You know, we, we got Penn State this weekend. Um, whether or not we're going to have Malik or X, we still don't know. So uh, we're, we're going to have some, likely have some, you know, some room to fill in, more opportunities for guys. So I think just approaching it like every other game. And, and uh, for me personally, you know, um, sticking with and encouraging Caleb, CJ, Peyton, you know, the guys who, um, didn't play much last night because Penn State could be their game where they go for 13 and seven. So um, I think just keeping that same approach and, and, you know, being about the right things all week and having a good week of practice. What do you want to say to us? And when I say us, I mean the insane fan base that goes from wanting to blow their brains out one game to pure elation the next. What do you just want to say to the fan base for the rest of this season? Uh I gotta be smart here. I love you guys, but uh, uh, mm. no, it's okay. I get it. Uh, no, I'll just say I love you guys. The, the support's nice, but uh, sometimes you just need to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that... like, we're, we're not going into games trying to lose or or any of that stuff. So um, sometimes just shut up. But you know, we're we're working hard. We're about the right things. So we're we're gonna try to you know make this thing happen. It, you it, are, man. It could have been. It could have been like my wife was talking to me. Some, I love you, but you just need to shut up. It's wise words, and and I will and say, I don't get the I love you part. I just get the <laughs> shut up part. Um, but like I, I do take that to heart because we all we're we we love you guys. We love the program. We love the team so much, and each each loss just like tears us apart. But I think it's it's important that we remember. Um, that we're all on the same side you know we're we're all on the same team and 
boy, last night was so much fun, Anthony. It was so fun to watch you guys go after it. It was so fun to see the joy you brought to it. And um, I can't wait for the next game and, and, and just to see those smiles and that feeling like it's addictive. Let's like, let's keep it rolling, you know? Right. Yes, sir. And, you know, you know how much we like you and respect you and you're my coach. You've been my coach two years in a row. We are the yeah. defending champions. You're all about winning. Uh, you're just a joy to be a fan of man. Like you make it so easy to be a fan of yours and what you bring to this team and what, how you talk about Indiana and the pride that you talk with when talking about Indiana it just uh, it fills us with such happiness and joy. We love you. Keep it up. We love your roommates, all of them. We love your parents. Uh, we love your parents. We need we need a Leal cam. You know, next time you're going off, they need to find your folks in the stands because I want to I want to see what's going on over there. Oh yeah, you, you know you, Sherry is losing her shit. You, is it Sherry yeah. almost took some people out last night in her joy? Is that what happened? Yeah, mom's losing her mind. Dad's like. <laughs> yeah yeah cool. dad's the cool cat dad's uh, the cool cat mom's the emotional one we get it uh, yeah, and, and by the way as a parent i totally get it so yeah. dude keep it up keep your head down keep grinding one game at a time yes sir thank y'all that was a guest that was a guest he's everything you want an indiana hoosier player senior leader to be i mean everything and i was checking ward my notes from the first time we talked to him and it was funny because i came up with um one of the things we talked to him about way back in 2019 was we pitched him on uh different potential nicknames for himself what what was the winner well anthony leal deal like the real deal, that was one, and now he has the real deal at Mother Bear's Pizza. But prophetic, and truly prophetic. Anthony Leal Chop was my favorite. I don't know why, but you I brought like that up today. I, I was I like, why, why do I know that? There you go. But I mean, what was your? He said so many incredible things. What what stood out to you from that brief conversation? I just think he's so grounded. He just, the way he was raised, the man he's become, he is so steady, knows exactly who he is, what his priorities are, that I wish I was more like him. Yeah, it's funny. I brought up the nickname things because to make the point that he was already mature in 2019. He was a, a kid that was mature beyond his years, but he's grown into a man over the last four years. And you just see it like he is so comfortable in his own skin. He knows who he is and he's not trying to be a leader. He's not trying to be about the right things. He just is. It's just part. When you ask him, what's your favorite moment of the game? He's not triangulating in his head. Oh, I should come up with a couple moments that aren't mine because that'll, that that's not who he is. And there are people who do that. It was right there for him. It was right it there was for him. It was Gabe and Khalil. Yeah. I mean, um, and, and that that says just so much about the young man and what he is about that, man, you just you can't help but love him. Good job, mom and dad. And, you know, I think everybody, we ha want to have this narrative of 
this thing that was unexpected, the kid, the hometown kid we're all rooting for, and and he has this Rudy moment, but it's not that because he's in practice every day and because of whatever decisions are made or opinions are held about what is the best lineup, what is the best matchup, we haven't seen him really get a real shot. And over the last couple of games, in the last few games, it's coming on, it's been coming on, and then here's like this coming out party, four years in the making, that I think if you're him, if you're the people around him, if you're his teammates, especially the ones who have been there for four years, are like, yeah, of course, this is who he is. This is the kind of player, the kind of leader, the kind of human being. It's not this, oh my gosh, he got in at the last second of the game and made a sack. What a what a sweet story. No, he he earned being out there, not because of the time he put in or because of right, how not much ceremonial. He, no, not because he loves IU. It's because the team had the best chance to win with him out there, and that's exactly what happened. Yeah, I don't know why this made me think of it, but on the flip side, you know how like it's a thing that on senior day you start the seniors? Right. And that happens in high school a lot. Yeah. Yeah. My coach didn't start me on senior day. <laughs> And I started quite a few games that year, and he didn't start me on senior day. He's just sick of your mouth by that point. fucking hated me at the end. (laughs) I mean, hated me. But um, I love Anthony being the one to be like, man, I saw that I could throw it off the guy's ass and maybe get that bucket, but I didn't want to do it, risk that. I told (laughs) Mac to do it because I knew Mac would do it. Yeah. You just got to love him manipulating the freshman. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and knowing, like, Mac's got a little more leeway here. Mac's putting down at least a couple three points every game. Uh, Well, also, if he benches Mac, what do I care? (laughs) Yeah, then then there's more (laughs) minutes for me. (laughs) I love that. Um, and I love his message to the fan base, which includes us. Like, I love you, but just shut up every once in a while. <laughs> yeah. It's just so perfect. And I love how he said, he thought about it. He's like, I'm going to have to be smart with this one. And being smart was just telling us to shut up sometimes. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. great. Good on, good on him. And again, we mentioned his parents that they're, they're just such the real Leals. You know what I mean? And and not that this hasn't been difficult. For, Coming and, this fall on Netflix, the real Leals. <laughs> I would watch that show. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, that you know, th- there's just so many elements of that story, of that narrative, and how they're there at every game, and they're just tried and true Hoosiers, and and that's where you're really you're. I think in a lot of ways, you're almost more happy for them because Anthony's just in there with his head down, grinding, doing the thing. And I, I did love to see Anthony really be able to enjoy the yes, moment. The joy. Absolutely, man. It's freaking basketball. Joy. You play basketball. You don't work basketball. You play it. When you play something, it's supposed to be fun. In theory, in theory, but that's why I want the Leo cam. I wanted the Leo cam to see those who have been there from from birth up to that moment with all the trials and tribulations in between. 
just just happy for them all and frankly happy for us because we won last night he was a huge part of it and now i'm looking forward to the next game which i can't say has always been the case this season what should people do ward they should follow us on twitter where our handle is hoosier hysterics but without the vowels you see there's the vowels in hoosier but not in hysterics because we weren't able to get those so there's uh sometimes why <laughs> I mean, but, I know you're doing shtick, but also I don't think you can do it. What, like, why can't it be both? Try why to do it a hundred percent, like I did it for five years. Try it one time, right now. Go. No e, no i, but the sometimes why. Okay. <laughs> oh, hey man, the kids. I got to get the kids from school. Are we good? Do we feel good about this? Could we I don't feel up? good about that because you didn't even tell people what our handle was. You just did the no e, no I, but the sometimes why. Like you just did the rhyme. It's not at the it's at Hoosier Hysterics on X. But without uh, without a bunch of the vowels in the second uh, part. In the his uh, I'll no, see you next it, week. Okay. From the halls of assembly, you'll hear a screaming shout. I love of Indiana is manic and devout. Everything I do, we discuss in unique manner. We won't be satisfied until we hang another banner. Us two goofy guys go by names of Ward and Eric. And as you probably know by now, we're Hoosier Hysterics. Hoosier Hysterics. Hoosier Hysterics.